I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the best of Room 104. Phone and text lines are now closed. Any call or text you make will not count, but you may still be charged. FM 104. Right, if you're... Let's take uh, Jess who messaged in earlier on who's like four or five weeks pregnant and goes to the shop and all of a sudden goes into labour and comes out to her car and they have to try and rush her to the hospital and she's clamped. What happens then? I'm sure that's happened. I'm sure it has. And I'm sure there's been uproar over that. I'd say you could appeal that. But then and there you're probably that. screwed. That. Yeah, you can't be like, well, happy days after this is all sorted. I just, I'd love to see clamping banned. I think they bland, bland banned clamping I think they did it in either Edinburgh or Glasgow or maybe Scotland as a whole. And I, But I'd be right in saying they banned it down in Cork City as well. I think it should be. I can't, I just, it just... They don't tend oh. to clamp as much down the country. Oh, just the rage, the absolute rage when you get clamped, especially if you're working. Like, you think, you think... Because you know the way, like, men in white vans have an unspoken respect for each other? Yeah. If you're in a, in a, in a white transit van or even a small caddy, you're just, you're waving each other out. You're going, yeah, Grant, don't worry about it because you know you're pulling up for two seconds on the side of the road. You're dumping something out. You're going off somewhere else. Job done. And even with delivery drivers, you kind of know they're not going to be there for too long and grand job. But if that clamper man is coming out to you and you're just doing your, oh, I'd be, Terry, I'd be enraged if I was you. The worst is that once they put that sticker on the window and then they go to get their clamp. Even if they haven't put the clamp on yet, they will follow through. You could be crying beside them, screaming in their face, and they'll yeah. just continue to put that clamp on. Uh, Horrible. That should be the next so, yeah. one. Ban the clamps. Well, I'm going to run clamps, for office, right? I'm going to run for. Uh, uh, going to run as an independent TD. One, because if you think about it, wouldn't the money be insane? The expenses would be insane. It's even handier working as a TD than it is for a teacher. Like, they had six weeks off during a pandemic and they had to force everyone to come back. back. Uh, That would be my main campaign point. I'd be like, I'm going to ban clamping. Vote for me. Yeah, no, I'd be the same. I think nobody would go, that's disgraceful. Like, you would have all the backing in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to run on that campaign. Let me know if you'd vote for me. Thanks very much. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Lima said, "No, we weren't in prison in relation to Robocop, the teacher you had. Phones weren't allowed, so that was the most commonly found and confiscated item. But things like Game Boys or iPods too. Yeah, I say that oh, type of stuff for iPod. teachers. It's just insane. We were chatting to a teacher in a school. I think the school was in Nace or in Kildare. Yeah, where they introduced those um, clear boxes on the front of your lockers, where everyone had to kind of throw their." They had to throw their phones into so people could see it. that their phones were in. But yeah. But yeah, yeah it's a good idea, but 
my God, we got away with so much back in the day. Yeah, they couldn't be recorded. Anyway, uh, thank you for those texts. We must move on. Do we have a quick question before we go anywhere before the, before yes. the end of the show? Now that it's we three do. minutes past 11. Three minutes past 11. I want to know, doing what can improve your decision making? Doing um, what can improve your decision making? This is so random, by the way. Mm. Okay. So doing what will improve your decision making? What? Yeah. And again, not young or old or men or women, this is for everyone? Everyone. Right, this is a weird one. You'll have to give us a couple of clues later. But if you want to have a guess, 0876797104. Doing what will improve your decision making? Drop us a WhatsApp if you think you know what it is. We'll uh, read out some of the guesses that have come in. This is the best of Room 104. Phone and text lines are now closed. Any call or text you make will not count, but you may still be charged. FM 104. Come on, here on Room 104 uh, with Play Blue. You can visit our online shop or get free delivery at playblue.ie. Um, before we get back to the couple of those guesses for the questions, good evening to... Uh, Jen, who just messaged us in, what's the story, Jen? I was in, this is in relation to uh, clampers, by the way. Someone sent us in a video, Terry sent us in a video of clampers being, clampers being clampers, I don't even have to explain it to you. I was in Bowmount Hospital and I thought I had pneumonia and I was clamped for going over about 10, 15 minutes of my time when my ticket was up and I ran, rang and explained. They laughed at me and said, no, pay the fine. They really need to ban clamping. 100% Jen. That's horrific. Ban it. Especially when someone has actually paid for a ticket. Say they were there for two hours and they go over by 15 minutes or 10 minutes. It's just cruel. Like, fair yeah. enough, an hour or two hours, then you kind of know that yeah, they're probably... Now, now Jen, Jen, you say 10 or 15, was it like 15 or 20 or 20 or 30 or, you know... But I, I honestly think within days. the hour, they should... I know that would be an incentive for people to stay and not <sighs> pay for the it. extra hour. But, ban yeah, it. ban it, yeah, do. Totally what, agree. What, what is the point with it? Um, here's another one. I don't know how true this is. Let me read this out to you. If you arrive back to your car and there is a clamper about to clamp, you get in your car, start your engine, don't argue, and give them the chance to put the clamp on. They're not allowed to clamp a car with somebody in it. Really? I did hear that actually before. R really though? Yeah. So if you have a friend that's just sitting in the car that can't drive and you say, oh, I'm just running into the shop, you know, if a clamper comes... Don't worry. They can't do anything. They won't come I, near you. I don't know if I believe that. Apparently so. It's never happened to me because I've never had someone else there in the car, but I think if they see someone in a car, they assume you're only, you know, someone you're with someone who's going to be back in a minute type thing. But you could be there for three hours. They definitely would. They would definitely, definitely clamp you if someone was in the car uh, try clamping somebody that's screaming like literally before they even come near you with a sticker it'll give a person a chance to go she's coming back now in two seconds and for them to kind of respond and go get her back now or him back now and move the car immediately so it definitely they wouldn't do it ah uh, they would I don't think they, they would they totally would they don't care uh, that comes in from Mrs Doyle now listen Mrs Doyle if you want to put this to the test grab one of your mates and then go up around Marion Square somewhere and uh, illegally park and have your friend in there because they are literally vultures hanging around. Where is the worst place to be clamped? I think it's Marion Square is probably the worst. Down by us, actually, well, the, the station yes, is always down by really, us is really, 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 really bad. I've been clamped um, there about five times. Yeah, the we're down near the, the three arena just off the Lewis tracks there 
um, kind of just a spar shop around there. We're, we're pretty much there. And that road, you'd think that it's out of the city centre a little bit. You'd think that, you know what, it's not too bad. It's kind of, they're not going to be clamping around here. There's not a lot. There's a few apartments, but it's not really a residential area and there's not too much traffic usually um, around that, especially in the evenings. But I remember coming back and there was literally 12 cars just clamped on <laughs> yeah. every side of the road. Everyone, everyone who goes to the three arenas is going to pay for parking in the underground uh, car park there. Remember when you used to go to gigs there before 2020? Oh, yeah. They always chance their arm parking there and then they don't see the signs and everyone comes out of the gig and they're just stuck there. It's waiting horrible. To be clamped. Oh, heartbreaking. Absolutely yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, clampers oh, are God. horrible people. Just that's just a horrible thing to do to anyone. Anyway, we will stop. We will stop giving out about that now. Um, the question this evening, sir, you have for us is: the question is, doing what can improve your decision making? Is it writing a list of pros and cons? No, it is not writing a list. It's not something that's obvious. It's not um, something that you would assume would improve your decision making. This is something that you would never guess would have this effect. Uh, is it is it like eating something or drinking something? No, and it's uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay. Do you, would you do this in work or at home? You could do it anywhere. Oh, you could do it in work or at home. So it's not like it's not take a cold shower. No. Um. Oh, this is an interesting one. Okay. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. What do you think it is doing this? will improve your decision-making, but it's... Is it a thing? You don't eat or drink anything. It's a thing you can do pretty much pretty much anywhere. Yeah. You need something to do this. like. Yeah, you do. Mm. You need something to get to this point. It's an uncomfortable point that you'd be at. Uh, but it's, it's good for improving your decision-making. This isn't a bad guess. Is it going to the toilet? And that comes in from Shannon. Going to the toilet? Yeah. No, Shannon, it's not oh, going to the toilet. I thought no. you were right. I thought Shannon no. was right. Because a lot of this, you do a lot of pondering on the toilet, especially if you don't bring your phone in. What, releasing your, your bowels? You just, you know, it's, it's, it's calm, serene, it's focused, not a lot of distractions. And maybe you just, your mind just kind of settles and you go, you know what? <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, God. No, that's, that's not my the decision. answer. No. Now you're not far off. Oh. You're not far off. Oh, okay, okay. Hold that thought. That should be a big clue. I have no idea what it is, by the way. So if you want to have a good... Do, doing this will improve your decision-making process. What will help you make decisions quicker? Oh, it's, will this work for women deciding where to eat? Do you know what it could do? And deciding what takeaway to get. I don't mind. Oh, Grant, you decide. According to this, it could do, yeah. Hope hope for us all, lads. Happy days. 87 Couple more guesses we will take. This is the best of Room 104. Phone and text lines are now closed. Any call or text you make will not count, but you may still be charged. FM 104. On Room 104. I just, I just wanted to play that. Yeah, just, just you know, boosted. I was looking at a lot of the weather reports don't look too good for Dublin and it's a bit miserable. It's getting darker earlier. The only good thing means that it's darker late at night, which is if you're not sleeping late and getting to bed late means you're not going to be woken up too early. But 
Yeah, let's just pretend as if it's not too bad outside. Although it's not raining where I am at the moment. I'm just sticking my head out the window here. Is it r- raining over where you are? It's drizzling. I can hear it against the window. But look, it's meant to be, I think, 15 degrees, 16 degrees on Saturday with no rain, just pure sun. That'll do us. Well, oh, that'd be lovely now, wouldn't it? You go for a hike or something like that, go, down, go up to Glendalough maybe. Or you could just sit at home and watch box sets. You could do. You could do that and just know that it's nice outside and you don't have to be one of those people who goes out stressing yourself and straining yourself. Um, so, yeah, that's um, that's obviously what's happening at the minute. The question, Sir, should we had before? The question is, doing what can improve your decision-making? Okay, we had from Shannon, uh, going to the toilet. But somebody said uh, thinking first. Is, is that what it is? You just have to um, sit down and have a good old think about what you're doing with your life. I mean, thinking would probably do the job in some ways, but no, it's not the answer. Okay, not the answer. Dermot has said, is it scratching your head? I mean, that's not a bad idea. It's a very good thinking pose, isn't it, where you're just, hmm, wondering. Scratching your head. No, but I'd pull out my hair, which is kind of essentially scratching my head when I'm thinking. Mm. So those kind of weird quirks definitely probably work, but again, it's not the answer. This is really weird, remember. This is a very strange one. This is something that most people don't allow themselves to get to. Okay. We're after getting a a message in from probably the furthest people away from the show this evening, location-wise. We've had people listening in Spain. I know there's been a few people listening in Canada and Chicago and other parts of the world. But uh, good evening, Peter and Tegan listening in, in Western Australia. I'm going to presume you're in Perth, lads, are you? Oh, wow. That's Very a long, cool. so long what way time away. It is, it is... Ooh. Mightn't be too bad. Mightn't be... What are, they're nine, is there nine hours ahead now, Peter? Aren't you? Nine think, hours ahead? They are nine so hours ahead, I think. What, 20 past eight? Yeah. Maybe. That must feel really weird when you're, after waking up in the morning, you're going to work and then you're listening to a show back in Ireland and it's talking about good night and Yeah, that must be really confusing. Yeah, very confusing. You're over in, well, it's winter over in Western, in Australia at the moment, so what's that like now? Is it bad winter or is it like it's still absolutely roasting and you're frying your face off? Because I'm going to presume one of you is Irish, if not both, and you're just trying to get a little bit of home. You're not missing much. Um, you're not missing much at all. The politicians are still doing what politicians do, getting themselves sacked, getting involved in scandals, not abiding by their own rules. Um, we're all wearing masks and a lot of our pubs still aren't open. So there's no point in even thinking of coming back yet until we can open them up. No, but we should probably say good morning in Irish to them. Uh, oh, God. What is good morning in Irish? Well, Ihawa is good night. Yeah, but, but what's good be? morning? Majin wa? I have to look this up. Good morning in Irish. Yeah, Madra. I just don't know how That's it's pronounced ma- that correctly. Madra's dog. No, Majin. Oh, I ma- got it. Majin, Majin Moi. That's what I said. Majin Moi. You said it wrong. I did. Well, okay. Majin Moi. Majin Moi to Peter and Tegan over in Western yep. Australia. Are you out there on the whole student bus or are you living out there? Like if you're out there... Doing the slave labour for your visa. Maybe that's the crack with them. 
Um, but they have said, and then we have one quick answer in from somebody who said, Gavin out Blanche, what's the crack, Gavin? Uh, Sudoku, is it doing Sudoku improves your decision-making? No. No, it doesn't. Okay, and then uh, Peter and Tegan have said, is it uh, holding in going to the toilet? Holding in your, your wee-wees. Wee-wee. Yeah. Is it holding in your wee-wees? It is correct. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, apparently, it wears out your brain and makes it harder to exert self-control over anything else. Really? Yeah. So you're just focused. You make a good decision while you are bursting to pee. I can... I suppose I can understand that is that when you're so intense and you just, you know, you're cutting out all the fluff and all the waffle, you haven't got the luxury to kind of sit back and relax and kind of go, yeah, blah, 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 blah. You know, you haven't got time to fluffy think and to think all over the shop. You're very, very much focused on, no, 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 we need to do this. We need to do this and I'm about to explode and my God. But have you ever been in a situation where you genuinely thought that your bladder could explode? Because it happened to me at, I can't remember what film it was. I think it was Avatar. And it was the first night it was out. And I went in, I was fully packed cinema, bang in the middle. And I'd had a bottle of water beforehand. I have a very weak bladder anyway. And it just, obviously just went through me. And after about 20 minutes, I needed to pee quite bad. Of course, I ignored it. The film was what, four hours, three and a half hours? By, I'd say, two hours in, I have never felt pain like it. You know when you can't even walk? You can't stand up straight because you've been sitting there for so long and you have to hunch over and go to the bathroom because you're like, oh, good God. Agonising. And, you know, obviously, a first film that came out, everybody was talking about it. Everybody wanted to see every part of it. And you were just silence. pissing yourself. sorry, can I just get by it? And I was in so much pain. such an idiot. I'd I'd absolutely hate you in the cinema. I know. But I thought I was going to explode. I'm not joking. If there's a doctor listening, by the way, can you explode? You can. You can burst. You can rupture your bladder, yeah. Can you actually? Yeah. Now, do you get the release of pee? Yeah, you, it's an internal wee. You're like, ah. <laughs> no, I'd say it's... <laughs> Destroying I'd, your insides. Yeah, it's burning away. No, I'd say it's excruciatingly painful. Like the, the other annoying thing about that is, do you ever notice that either it's that situation when you're in the cinema or if you badly need to pee when you're driving, right? Oh, there's nothing some, worse. But some reason, for some reason, you know when you're pulling into the driveway of your house and you're finally yeah. about to pee, yes. your body seems to think that you're there and just starts I trying know. to release everything anyway. And you're just like, yeah. oh my God, it gets even worse because your body's like, we're here now, we can do our wees. Amazing. It's so true. And, you know, the, everyone has been there. The odd time, something has come out. Something has come out. You might not have done the whole thing, but... You know, you, you, you're glad you're home, is what I'm saying. You, you kind of have to let it a little bit because you, you've been so long <laughs> tensed that you're, you can't hold on anymore. And then you have to let it out and then crunch up again because it's like you've recovered for half a second and you need to just... Oh, it's so embarrassing. Or animals. Like, that is something that everyone has done. And it's, it's actually disgusting. Yeah, I know someone who weed herself at a train station um, because <sighs> she just couldn't hold it in at all. It was like five o'clock in the evening, by the way. I told you about the girl that I went to school with who, one night stand, weed in the bed. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? For the rest of the show, let's just talk about when you've <laughs> weed yourself. Oh, eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. The most embarrassing situation that ever happened to me when it came to something like this was I was... I can't even remember. That's You're such a nerd. I got. 
No, we were going to the Gale Talk, and because I did transition year, I was 17, turning 18. I turned, I, you talk about being a nerd, I turned 18 down the Gale Talk. Oh, wow. Oh, right. that was fun. It, how, how miserable was that? No, it's great crack, though. Well, but on the on the way down, so obviously on the way down, I was, I was 17, and um, sometimes when you're 17, you go to places for over 18-year-olds and you have responsible fizzy drinks the night before. Of course you do, yeah. So I was having a responsible fizzy drink the night before. Um, we were going down on the bus and we were meeting up, I can't remember, somewhere over in near Ballyfermot or it was one of those hotels over there. Anyway, there was like six different bus loads going down to the same Galtoc, right? And we got an hour outside of Dublin and my stomach just started going into contractions. <laughs> it was as if I was... I was pretty much pregnant, except it wasn't a baby that wanted to escape out of me. It was a whole lot of the night before. Uh, oh. I was fine, and all of a sudden, it just snapped, and I was sitting beside a mate of mine, and I was sweating. I was smashing my head off the seat in front of me, and it was just so, so bad. So so much gas and pressure in my stomach needed to come out. And we got to... We were half an hour outside Athlone. We were meant to be stopping in Athlone anyway. We were half an hour outside there, and there's a convoy of six massive coaches going down to the Gaeltacht, and I have to finally... I couldn't take it anymore. I literally couldn't take it anymore. You're just sitting there. Every muscle in my body was tense trying to hold this in. And I had to go up to the bus driver and go, yeah, we're going to have to pull over. And he's like, no, we're, we're about 10 or 15 minutes away from Athlone now. We'll pull over there. Is that all right? And I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Unless you want an original Jackson Pollock on the side of this bus, you're going to oh. have to pull over right now. So then six buses had to pull over in a tiny town, I'd say about 20, 30 minutes outside of Atlone. They'd never seen these buses before, and I had to leg it into one of these post office news, news agents, butchers, pub places, and go, can I use your bathroom? And they were like, yeah. And then I went into the bathroom, and I got stage fright, and I couldn't go. Oh, for God's sake. After all of that, I couldn't go. How did you get stage fright? I don't know what it was. It was just... That's really strange. Like if you're in that much agony, like I have been there before, and ugh, I mean, I just let it out. You know that scene in Bridesmaids, <laughs> where she's just on the street. She's like, Do you know what, I'm done. That was that me was that before. Close. I have oh, been there. Dear. Yeah. How can you get stage fright? Now I do remember actually speaking of stage fright, being in a hostel in in Galway, going away with all my friends when I was also 17. Our first time allowed away without our parents there, and. One of the girls, it was a communal bathroom. She was like, do you ever just need to do a number two, but you don't want to do it because there's other people in the bathroom and you don't want them to hear the plop, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. So she's like, so what you have to do is if you just put a little bit of toilet paper down beforehand, yeah. you don't hear anything, <laughs> yeah. it's perfect. Or the other <laughs> thing is you, you flush when you go in. You start it off with a flush and then the refilling and the noises, make sure you don't have to have any embarrassing plop noises. Oh, that's good too. I like or that. Or wait till they put the hand dryer on when they're cleaning them. Just, you just let a few go when the hand dryer's on. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing we've all done. Yeah. <laughs> and then they stop and you stop and you're like, well, wait, wait till they leave. Like you, have to be, you have to have time on your hands for these things. Like, you could be there all day. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that scumbag didn't dry his hands. They're like, you, oh. oi. Gary so from sales, get in and try your hands. Why? Because I need to go and I don't want to hear anyone making the noise. There was a time that I actually went to meet somebody in, it was a really posh hotel here in Dublin. I can't remember where it was, the Morgan Hotel, I don't know, one of them. And went down to the, the bathrooms as well. Nobody in there. I was like, grand, perfect. 
then suddenly this elderly woman came in with her daughter who was probably 40. So she was about 75 and she had obviously gotten sick somewhere and they were cleaning up the sick. They were in, I had to stay in that cubicle for about an hour and I couldn't escape because they knew that there was someone in there, but I could not show my face. So I stayed in there. And the person that was I was meeting was messaging me being like, are you okay? <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Oh, God. So, yeah. Good times. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to Peter and Tegan, um, who are listening in the morning over in Perth, this is perfectly acceptable. It's half 11. It's 11 o'clock at night, half 11, almost 12 o'clock. So they've said, uh, uh, morning guys, we're 900 kilometres outside of Perth. We are on our way up north to live in a mining town called Paraburdu. Is that Sounds right? Paraburdu? Paraburdu? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Or Parabudu? Raburdu? Paraburdu. Let's call it Paraburdu. Uh, I'm Irish. My wife is Aussie. We have three kids and still a thousand kilometres to go. Basically 11 hours of driving and it will be FM 104 all the way. Well, delighted to Aww. hear that, but... Are you like moving there permanently? That's cool. Yeah, to live in a mining town. Are you going to be working in the mines? Are you going to be going out fighting in the mining bars on the weekends? That'd be a bit of crack. God, I'm so jealous. People yeah, are so I've, adventurous. I know. I know. I always like because, like, to be honest with you, I might get away with. You know, at that stage in my life right now, where I get away with up and leaving right now, but in a year or two's time, I, I don't think you're I done. could. Yeah, you're don't tied have dusted, down. Tied down. See, job done and uh, we'll be just living the same life in and out. I just want to know, Peter, when did you move over there and how long are you in Australia? Yeah, I want to know this question too. Yeah, this is all very interesting because... uh, Are we over the age limit? Like, are we able to just go now? I don't want to have to work as the slave babies in the fields though, because I'm too terrified of spiders and anything that can kill you. And I, I know my sister's done that, my cousins have done that as well. They've all done it and said it's great crack, but they've all said they've just seen they've seen things that shouldn't be able to crawl crawling around the, the what do they pick that's over there fine. you don't have to do that you can you can open your OnlyFans account oh <laughs> yeah you don't need so, to yeah. work are the Aussies alright with that just uh, I've got an OnlyFans account so <laughs> um, I'm good I'm good yeah god that'll be fun now mm-hmm. yeah tell us more about your road trip and your yeah. just tell us more about your life we're okay, nosy well, get, ha- yeah have a guess here now what, what do we all think Peter does I think Peter seems like a very cool character. You know, he's kind of, I'm not going to say he's a hippie, but he's definitely a little bit creative maybe. And he might have been in a band years ago. Maybe he's, maybe he's an artist or something. But he's moving to a mining town. But he's moving to a mining town. That was his past life. Now he's moved to Australia. He's like taking that plunge. See, a normal Joe Soap wouldn't do that. They'd be too worried he, he's not worried. He doesn't have fear, which which is lovely. I'd say he's a hands-on man as well. I'd say if the car broke down now, he'd be well able to fix anything else. So what do you think he does? What do you think he's so going to do? So I think he's changed, he's changed careers. Okay. Um, I'd say he he is like, I don't know now, he's a, a, a fixer of some sorts. He's fixing you're, you're... things on the on the farm, on the on the... On the the land that they're going to live in. He's like a mix between like an electrician and a mechanic. Oh, you're going with electrician mechanic. Yeah. What are you going with? That's, that's not a bad guess because I suppose you don't just jump ship, move over the other side of the world, then have three kids with the wonderful Tegan and then decide that you're going to move 
11 hours away, 12 hours away to a mining town unless you've got something solid lined up, unless that she has given you your blessings, Peter, because you had to run this by her and she would have been like, oh, you, you want to go work on your surfing musical ukulele career over in this mining town? Get a grip. So he's got something solidly lined up. Maybe he was a carpenter here, a uh, civil engineer. Maybe you're a civil engineer and you're going to go work in a mining town up 900 kilometres outside Perth. Look, for all we know, he could have put in a claim here, got a lot of money and just <laughs> fucked off to Australia and was like, you know what? We have enough there. We don't need a lot. Injured at work. Yeah, injured at work, you can call Peter and Tegan who will get you some <laughs> compo money and then you can live the life of your dreams over in Australia. Yeah, listen, we, I mean, we want to know more. We are in, we're interested and we are intrigued here, Peter. How close did we get? We're probably miles off, so our apologies, but say hello to the, to the three kids as well. I uh, hope that the journey isn't going to be too much longer. But um, if you have any other guests as well, you're listening, you think you know what a man originally from Ireland who moved over to Perth in Australia, married an Aussie girl and is now upping his life again I'm going to presume for work. Any ideas? What would that person do who's originally from over here? Have a guess. We'll see if our psychic powers are still hanging around. 87 We'll see if anyone gets it right and whether or not they'll be listen and let us know. Let us know more, Peter Tegan. Let us know what the crack is. Uh, we'll get back in two right after. This is the best of Room 104. Phone and text lines are now closed. Any call or text you make will not count, but you may still be charged. FM 104. It's Cormac and here on uh, Room 104. And I came across this absolutely terrifying story, which seems to be happening more regularly now than it has done before. It's of a woman who found, well, she found herself waking up at a funeral home. Sorry? She woke up at a funeral home? It gets worse. So a woman was pronounced dead at her home. She was brought to a funeral home over in Detroit, where it turns out she wasn't dead. And she woke up and she's like, hello. Uh, oh my good God. What would you do? I don't know how uh, how you'd feel. It didn't say... It, it didn't say whether she was found inside. You know one of those, like, the refrigerated wall things that you pull them out of in the funeral homes? Yeah. Yeah. But you would have believed this. I can imagine, like, if you show up to a house and it's a 70, 80, 90-year-old woman and you can't get any signs of life and there doesn't seem to be any breathing or any pulse, that you're kind of going to be marking her down as unfortunately she's passed away and there you go. This woman was a 20-year-old, 20 years of age and paramedics arrived at her house and people said that she wasn't breathing. They performed CPR for 30 minutes and they were like, no, we can't find a pulse, we cannot determine any breathing. And then half an hour later, the uh, <laughs> the people in the funeral home said, oh, she's actually breathing. So uh, I think she's alive. And it turns out she was alive. Oh, my God. That is my worst nightmare. And you'd be so freaked out with that person as well. You would, wouldn't you? Like, are they the devil? Have they just uh, rose from the dead and now they're, they're like that horror doll Annabelle? Are the medical staff so poorly trained over in Detroit that they're just like, I, I, I don't know. They're just holding their toe going, I can't get a pulse. Like, I don't I don't think I don't God, think that's what it is. That is so strange. I do know obviously when someone passed away their body can jitter and it looks mm. like it's yeah. movement. Yeah. So I mean that could happen, but obviously she was lifeless to them to the point where there was obviously no pulse and they assumed she was gone. 
Could they be done for murder? She's not dead. Or she's not dead, but like, um, what's it called? I, I don't know. What's that? It's not manslaughter, because that's also killing someone by accident, but attempted, sorry, attempted murder is what I'm talking well, about. No, I suppose they tried to save her, and they just gave but up Did on they, it. though? Did they? Half I mean, she woke up herself. She woke CPR up herself. for half an hour. Mm. Whoever maybe found her initially, found her, and then brought her there, and was like, yeah, we'll just leave her here. Uh, and then maybe somebody else working there came in and was like, oh my God, you're alive. And she's like, hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Knocking on a coffin. Very oh. strange. Oh, that's a little bit terrifying. It doesn't say, so maybe this woman was, maybe she'd overdosed. And maybe she, it doesn't say anything about her physical or her her physical health or anything. So maybe she was she was on certain drugs that might have really, like heroin or something like that might do to you. It would really relax all of your muscles and all of your senses and all of your, your life signs so that you stop breathing and your heart rate is lower to a certain point. Or maybe she was bitten by that spider that paralyzes you. Oh, God, you imagine. Oh, God. Oh, God, no. How no, many more often? You. How many more often in the last while? Which is kind of worrying. Yeah, it is actually. You're hearing these kind of more frequently, but obviously never heard of it happening to anyone I know. <laughs> uh, Liam is after messaging us in with the worst thought of all time. He said, I just had the worst thought. Imagine waking up in the incinerator because they decided to have you cremated. Oh, oh my God. Just as they're locking the door, Liam, and just as they're turning the flames on and you feel all the flamey burning on your the back of your legs and your arms and everything, oh, you're like, well, this is annoying. I'm not dead, but will be. Oh, that's horrific. Now, that would make a good horror. That would. That would be a very cool serial, serial killer thing that where if he took that drug from that insect or that spider that can make you seem dead when you're not and the serial killer was able to give you it in such precise amounts that he'd be able to judge based off the time it takes from you to be processed and be buried and be, or be cremated to the point that you, you suddenly wake up just as they're burning you. That would be a good like horror drama. Yeah, that'd be gruesome. Something I definitely do not want to watch. Yeah. That's a horrible thought. Thanks the for that. Silent, the silent fire killer. Um, but they, yeah, but thank you for that. That's a terrifying, terrifying notion. But unfortunately, happening more often um, than not. Well, hopefully, I don't think it's probably. I can't imagine it's ever happened here, but it's happened. That happened over in there, over in Detroit. Um, a few people are saying that they think Peter is a firefighter, oh, fireman, yeah. fire brigade person. Yeah, that's Anya. a good job. For Peter. Good shout on you. I don't know if it is. Peter hasn't updated us on his life as of yet, but that's uh, that's an interesting one. We'll see if that's uh, correct and or right. Um, Peter and Tegan are listening all the way over in Western Australia, currently up and, and moving themselves around. So uh, we're trying to figure out what he does just from picking up on guesses and psychic powers. If you'd like to harvest a guess at what an Irishman who moves to Australia does, living there with three kids, married to an Aussie, now moving to a mining town. This is the best of Room 104. Phone and text lines are now closed. Any call or text you make will not count, but you may still be charged. FM 104. It's Cormac and here on Room 104. Um, it's almost time to go. Not yet, though. We still have loads of time left. Just coming up to uh, a quarter to 12. And I wonder, Saoirse, have you done this? A third of girls, young women, have done this with their social media profiles. Oh, now, how young are we talking? Because... Uh... You like to point out that you're 47. Tish is 47. Getting on. I'm not. I'm 30. I'm 31. Going on 32. 
Have I done what? Have you done this with your social media profiles? I would presume that you wouldn't, but I'd say you know a lot of people that do. Oh. Is it a vanity thing? Yep. third of girls are doing this with pictures of themselves, by the way, I should point out. Oh. Between the ages of 15 and 25, they're doing something with their photos. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Filtering Go on. it. No. Enhancing it? Using, um... No. Oh. Doing... Oh, altering their size. No. Um... Putting freckles on their face? No, I suppose it's a bit of a misleading point. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Question. Okay. It's not necessarily a good thing. Kind of a sad thing. They're buying their likes? No, you're getting slightly warmer, though. It's got to do with likes and not enough of them. Oh. Oh, they're putting hashtag like for like? Nope. Are they asking people to like their pictures? No. I don't know. They are deleting their photos that don't get enough likes. Oh, for God's sake. Because they don't feel I pretty actually, enough. I actually know a guy that does that. Oh, uh, name and shame. It's Crossy, is it? No, it's not somebody that works with us. It's somebody that I worked with before in the past. He's an actor and he does that all the time. Like, you'll see a picture, you'll end up liking the picture. And then 
you might go onto his page and it's gone and you're like, what? where is that gone? And he'll, two, it could be two days later. Oh, I just didn't like it. But I know that's what he's doing. Uh, yeah, that, that's apparently more and more of them are, this is happening now. Now, it might have changed a little bit because Instagram got rid of the total amount of likes that you can see on a photo as to try and not make it as vanity number based whatever abs evening sir long time no chat i hope you're well abs has said is it edit their photos yeah they're all editing and filtering and doing that but they will take down their photos unless it gets on average a certain number of likes so unless the photo gets a hundred likes most people between the ages of 15 to 25 most young women i should say not even people most young women are taking the photo down because apparently they're just not good enough and they'll that's take the very photo sad down. very very sad yeah Mm. I'm actually shocked. Like, why would you be bothered? I guess you are bothered at that age, though, aren't you? You have nothing else to be doing. You're not doing school. You're not doing your homework. Yeah, it's kind of... It is kind of sad, though, that the only reason you're putting your photos up isn't to, like... You know, some people say, I just like sharing my memories and capturing my memories and putting stuff up no, online for don't. me. It's, it's you're mm. making sure that you get enough likes and you don't get enough likes, you're deleting the photos. Yeah. Let's be honest, most people do not post pictures just because this is what I did today. They've taken 25,000 pictures of that water bottle that they're yeah. now uploading. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. Uh... Bad times indeed. But look, there you go. That's that's what we're doing. Um, Peter has gotten back in touch from Western Australia with his with his life story. Oh, I amazing. now know. I now know what Peter does for a living. Oh, what he did do. Put us out of our misery. What did you say? You thought he did? I thought he was maybe a mix between a mechanic and what else did I say? A mechanic and um, electrician. I think you might electrician. Say. Yeah, yeah. Few other people had said similar stuff with firefighter as well. I thought maybe a carpenter, but guess what he is? What is he? A teacher. I'll tell you after the break. This is the best of Room 104. Phone and text lines are now closed. Any call or text you make will not count, but you may still be charged. FM 104. Emma's going to be tomorrow on the tenth three show, upgrading someone to a superior room, and the competition she's been giving away all week in the Harbour Hotel in Galway. So. Tune into that from 10. I'm not sure if she's going to be giving you another chance to win, but she might She might be doing that tomorrow. Ben has also got more uh, prizes uh, for the Morgan Hotel uh, to give you a free night away in the city centre as well. So he'll be on tomorrow afternoon from 3 on the jam. So be sure to tune in. Looking, sorting out for your staycations, lads. And tomorrow morning as well at uh, about 10 past 9, the next Come Here to Me Dublin video in the Visit Dublin dot com series that Crossy has been doing giving you some ideas about things to do around Dublin so if you're always stuck for ideas and you're just kind of like you'd love to get more out of the city but you're just kind of not really sure what there is to do you know there's stuff there but you're kind of like oh I don't know and you just don't want to do the same thing week in and week out and the same usual stuff check those videos out there's a few up already on F104's Insta and Facebook but the newest one will be out tomorrow morning where Crossy will give you the inside track into some of the things and activities that there are available to do around Dublin while we have to kind of Lock down as much uh, as possible, maybe not be uh, traveling abroad uh, this year. So, um, we were chatting there just before uh, just before the break. It turns out Peter and Tegan are listening over in Western Australia. But what's their life story? You said seriously that you thought he was a mechanic slash electrician. Well, you weren't far off, actually. I think you nailed it, yeah. Absolutely nailed it. Let me let me read this out for you here. So, like a lot of Irish people, look at this. Uh, this is from Peter. I moved over here. This is to Perth 
In 2011, after losing my job when the recession hit, I had just qualified as a heavy diesel mechanic. Your psychic search. The good old recession. We're in the literally smack bang in the middle of another one now. So we're like, oh God, we'll be following you over. Uh, I applied for a job I seen on the FOSS website. 2011, I landed in Perth. I work in the mines all the time over here. I basically fly in and out of the mines for two weeks. Sorry, I fly into the mines for two weeks and fly back then. I met my wife, Tegan, in 2013. She used to drive one of the big mining trucks. Now, are those the absolutely phenomenally huge tanker trucks? Like the stuff that would have all the rubble and, and stuff on the back of it where there's like 24 different gears and it's like completely different driving to what a normal car is. You have to like... Like four different clutches and like 12 different gears. Is that the massive thing that you worked on? Is there a machine of yoke? Badass. I'd say she takes absolutely no crap from you whatsoever. Uh, so he said, um, used to fly in and out all the time, but was missing so much of the kids growing up. So I've accepted a residential position where the company has moved us up to the town near the mine and they provide the housing. So I'll be home every night to my girls. Yeah, is there any um, uh, Peter's any jobs going out there? Give us a shout. You know who knows. Although I don't even know if they'd let us fly in. I don't even know what the crack is with flights in and out of Australia because of the current unprecedented times, pandemic times. But I'm glad to hear everything's going well um, and you're happy out. So that's a that's a good bit of crack anyway, Peter. Thank you for that. Uh, we're pretty much done this evening. Uh, reminder: tomorrow we're going to be back after Freaks on Friday after Al Gibbs at uh, the later, slightly later time of 10 o'clock. All the podcasts are back up on um, Room 104 podcast and Spotify and all the usual places, Acast. Um, and so I'm just going to, you know, some, something big is coming. You don't know what it is. Yeah, maybe we should just stop it. Maybe we'll stop it. Yeah, let's not, let's not talk about it. We should just stop it, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, that's that's go home. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah, how do you, how do you say go home? Oh, Gatubin. Yeah. Oh, Gatubin. I listen. Yeah, it's bang on Gatubin. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 10 o'clock nothing is coming next week at all so listen bye 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 tune into the strawberries tomorrow Have have a have a good night cheers for tuning in this evening and we'll talk tomorrow night from the later time of 10 see you now bye bye we'll leave you a little mix by the way this is a breakup song because uh, Sisha wants to break up the show because she's too scared. But look, tomorrow, 10 o'clock, take it easy, talk. This is the best of Room 104. Phone and text lines are now closed. Any call or text you make will not count, but you may still be charged. FM 104. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.